Welcome to the Kiss Marketing Solution Podcast, where we're dedicated to bringing marketing and business knowledge that gets real results. This episode is brought to you by our free social media roadmap. Head to kissmarketing.com.au forward slash free to get your hands on this plus so much more. And now here's your host educator and marketing queen, Sonia McIntyre-Reed. Today, I'm here with Emma Green from Your CEO Mentor. I'm so excited to have Emma on the podcast. I actually connected with her through my amazing account manager, Elizabeth, late last year. And I had a chat with you, Emma, about starting my whole podcast. And you gave me a bit of a kick up the bum um, and asked some really good questions around, well, why are you doing a podcast in the first place? What's the goal? What's the point of it? Don't just make yourself busy for the sake of doing it. So thanks for that, Emma, and welcome to the podcast. No worries. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm really excited. You know, I love marketing and all things, all things marketing, especially podcasting. So yeah, really excited to have this chat. So for people who might not have come across Marty and your CEO mentor previously, can you explain to me what the company is, who you are, what your role is um, and who you help? Yeah, well, how long have you got? Um, <laughs> You've got three minutes. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> so, look, in a nutshell, I am the co-founder of a leadership development company called Your CEO Mentor. Our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally, and we do that through a whole different uh, bunch of ways. I guess primarily we are a content-driven business. So we've got our podcast, No Bullshit Leadership, We've got our online leadership program, Leadership Beyond the Theory. That's really my my pride and joy, my baby. Um, we do one-on-one mentoring, a lot of keynote speaking and workshops and organizational performance development. So basically going into organizations, working with CEOs, founders um, and executives to increase their leadership performance and capability. So we've got you know, quite a, quite a lot of different things, different products and different services, which means that no two days are ever the same, which is really, really exciting. Um, in terms of what I do, I suppose I'm probably like a lot of your listeners in terms of, uh, you know, jack of all trades. Um, I, I don't like to say jack of all trades, master of none, because I try and think, you know, hopefully I've become a master at a few things. Um, but you know, I've only been full time on your CEO mentor for about two years now. So um, you know, I have been wearing all of all of the hats really in that um, you know co-founder position. So whether it's producing the podcast or you know HR, PR, um, you know client-facing stuff, proposals, creating content, creating you know strategies, social media finance, you know, all, all of the things that um, that we do when we're first starting a business. And then obviously, um, you know, Marty works in with that when he needs to. So our, our skills really, I suppose they really complement each other quite well. I came from a marketing background. So uh, I've put a lot of an emphasis on the marketing of the business and, you know, really building our audience and finding our ideal clients and customers and then Marty obviously does the execution so he's the one that's doing the keynote speaking for the most part um, you know doing the workshops uh, you know all those kind of bits and pieces that are client facing so yes uh, I do quite a lot of things but at the end of the day um, I just do what what needs to get done and I've been really lucky 
I've just hired two amazing women at the um, end of last year who were helping me to work, uh, I guess, freeing up my time so that I can work more on the business instead of in the business, which has really helped. So I'm excited to see what the rest of this year will bring when I'm able to be a little bit more uh, freed up to be strategic about, you know, what I'm doing instead of just being in the, the daily details. Oh, fantastic. And congratulations. I wasn't aware of that. That's just going to be an absolute game changer for you because I know that you're always flat out. I mean, your marketing is absolutely incredible. And you've taken, I think, something that, I don't know, I guess, Marty, I don't know how to word this, but I think, has it taken some convincing with Marty to be taking such a digital approach and really putting him out there in the way that you have been? Because you've built this amazing profile for him um, with what you've been doing behind the scenes. You've got the podcast that's happening. You're doing these incredible videos where you're taking snippets of his keynote talks. Um, it's almost really viral style content that you've been putting out there. Has he felt comfortable with that from the beginning? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words about what I'm doing. Um, As we'll probably get to further down in this interview, a lot of what I just do is testing. Um, So I'm always kind of testing to see what our ideal, our community and what our ideal clients are reacting to. Um, Honestly, I've got to say, Marty is pretty relaxed. Sometimes he'll not so much anymore. At the start, he was a little bit more, you know, kind of wanting to watch everything before I put it out just to make sure that it was in line with how he would want to, uh, I suppose, present himself to the public. But these days, he's super relaxed. You know, we've been, he's been putting content out now for, well, if we just think about the podcast, 78 episodes, uh, you can't, you can't be putting content out quickly um, and testing to see what's really resonating with people and then making, you know, even more content off the back of that. You can't be doing that if you're right in the details being super nitpicky. Um, One of our mantras that we say to all leaders and we say it to each other all the time is excellence over perfection. So really just focusing on, you know, is this piece of content excellent? Uh, yes. Is it perfect? No. But is it excellent? If the answer is yes, it goes out. So we really just try not to get too caught up in, you know, maybe he didn't say a word the way that he you know, would have said it if he could go back and script it. Uh, maybe he didn't like the exact way he explained something, but we're just always testing, always just trying to get as much stuff out as we can. So I suppose there was some convincing for him at the start, but now we're in a real rhythm where he just doesn't even think about it. He just trusts that me and you know the other people in our um, company that put the content together know what's kind of best and the most valuable for the community. So. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I think that's something that we do when we work with clients for social media management as well. It really is about getting the content out there, trying a whole heap of different things and seeing what resonates with the audience because it varies from company to company, industry to industry, audience to audience. And we've actually just let a client go because the nitpicky getting too caught up in the details rather than realizing there's a bigger picture here. And we're constantly looking at data and feedback to then shape where we're going to take things. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And I think it, it's shown in the volume of content that you do get out and the things that, you know, if he hasn't explained something the way that he would have liked to have or is missed a word or done something, it's things that people on the other end actually don't know. 
they don't know the difference. So only you are realizing, oh, I could have explained this better, but it gives you an opportunity down the track to sort of maybe reproduce a piece of that content as well if the first lot was something that people did respond to. So I love that. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we're always doing. We're always going, you know, okay, this specific piece of content around high performing teams worked really well. What's some other content that we can make or some, you know, cuts from other keynotes that he's done that I can pull that are along that same vein that get to the same point, but are said in different ways. So you're exactly right. Looking at what works is really important. And then, you know, building off that. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So you, obviously you've got a background in marketing, right? So in previous roles, how has that differed to what you're doing now in selling consulting and programs with your CEO mentor? Good question. Um, for me, I think the principles stay the same. So regardless of uh, whether you're selling a marketing campaign or an online program or a mentoring service or uh, a candle, I think the principles, at least from my experience, have stayed relatively the same. It's just the content and the context that's changed. So I think there are some key things that I did when I was working in marketing agencies that I still do now and that you know, are what makes you know, what makes that sales process uh, a lot easier. So I, I guess the first thing that we did in the marketing agency and that I do now is, you know, attracting clients. You've got to have that key way of attracting clients. Now, I know my bosses um, in the marketing agency, they would, you know, cold call, they would ask for referrals, they'd go to events and those kind of things. And that's how they attracted clients. For us, our podcast is our main client attractor. And obviously we have, you know, really great word of mouth and, and things like that, but we don't actually do any outbound sales at the moment. Um, so first thing, you know, you've got to be able to attract clients. You've got to then have a product or service that is great. And I know that that sounds really obvious, but you, you know, you've got to have those, you know, those, those products and those services, they've got to fit that market need. Um, and that takes away a lot of the buyer friction. So, you know, again, that's exactly the same in the marketing agencies as it was, um, you know, starting this business. We had to come up with some really great products and services that were really going to resonate and, um, you know, serve our clients. You mm-hmm. then have to work together with, you know, those clients um, and those people who are wanting to work with you to make sure that it is a good fit. I think a mistake that a lot of people make, and I saw this in marketing agencies and I see it now, is that they try and square peg round hole. They, you know, they want to make it work so much that um, it's, it's not an easy, fun, valuable uh, exchange of, you know, time or money or, or whatever it is. So, you know, making sure that you're working together to make sure that that is the right fit. I mean, Marty and I have let go, I don't know, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of work um, over the past couple of years based on the fact that we, you know, that it wasn't a good fit, that we knew deep down that it wasn't going to be the right fit for them and it wasn't going to be the right fit for us. And that's totally okay. Other clients have come up. It's kind of weird, you know, when we've said no to stuff because it's not a good fit, another client comes up and, and it is a really good fit. So the universe is funny like that. And then I guess the last thing is just, you know, executing, like this sounds simple as well, but just executing on, on, you know, what that product or service is, delivering it seamlessly and something that's really important to me. And it has been important to me through my entire career, um, you know, marketing agency and at your CEO mentor, you've just got to exceed the client's expectations. 
every single time we work with a client, whether it's someone, a student in our program, whether it's a podcast listener, whether it's um, you know an organization that we've worked with really closely in their executive team, I want them walking out going, that was incredible value. That was such a good use of my time and money. And so really kind of going back to your question, you know, what are the, you know, what are the, how does it differ selling marketing campaigns to selling consulting programs and stuff with your CEO mentor? Only the content has changed, but the principles have stayed exactly the same for me. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that you're talking about product market fit as well. I mean, so we're a marketing agency and we see so often people trying to craft a product or a service and sell it to people when they don't actually want it. And no matter how good your marketing is, it's never going to work. You're going to be spinning your wheels a lot. Um, So I love that point. So something you and I bonded over is Amy Porterfield. So you follow along with what she's sort of putting out there at the moment. And I know that we've sort of had a discussion around we agree with some things and maybe not with others. You're a really big believer in, okay, if you're going to produce marketing or do something, what is the reason that you're doing it? As I touched on before, what's the end goal and what's the strategy behind it rather than just spinning your wheels, doing all the things that people tell us we should be doing. So can you touch on that a bit and what you've sort of taken from her? Um, As I said, it seems that a lot of gurus out there are telling us all this stuff that we should be doing, but what have you found is actually working from her advice and what have you sort of left? So I really think that you should, when we, when we use the word should, what should we be doing? I think you should only be doing what is right for your business. (laughs) You are the only one who knows what the right value levers are to push, what it is that is going to create value for you and for your clients and, you know, ultimately push your business in the way that it needs to go. You need to be really clear about that first and foremost. Um, With Amy's uh, podcast in particular, and, you know, I listen to maybe, you know, 30, 35 different podcasts a week. Yes, hers is one of my favourites. I've been listening to it for years and years and years, well before I started this business. Um, But, you know, I like to take all different bits of learning from all different types of people. With Amy's podcast, I would say it resonates with me a lot because I am, you know, I run online courses, like an online course, the same as she does. So the relevancy there for me is really high. Um, I would probably have put in place maybe four to five of her strategies and they've worked really well for me because I've given them a proper crack. You know, I've really uh, taken the time to go through all the strategies and actually implement and then been, you know, patient and consistent with what I've done. So in terms of what Amy talks about, if it is a similar business to, to what she runs, then I would say most of it is going to be relevant for you and it will be effective if you, you know, if you give it a proper crack and if it is in line with what's going to create value for you. But like anything, there's so much out there. As you said, there's so many gurus out there that are telling you to do this or that in marketing. Really, I think the most important thing is, and I say this to our students as well when they're going through our leadership program, is just pick two or three things that are relevant. You know, don't be changing your marketing strategy every week because a new new podcast episodes come out and it's given you a great idea. You need to get get back to what you can do to create value in your business, what's going to get you to your goal, 
And if that specific episode brings up something for you that you go, yes, this is perfectly in line. I've got the time. I've got the money. This is going to get me to my end goal. Then work on implementing that. But don't try and implement 50 new things at any one time. It's just, it's just never going to work. Um, I see so many people flip-flopping. You know, one week they're going okay, I'm going to, you know, really focus on my SEO. And then a couple of weeks later, they're on, no, I need to hire someone to do my social media marketing. And then the next week it's something else. So, um, you know, like anything, you've got to do what is right for you in the context of your business, but also be realistic about, you know, how long something's going to take to achieve, how much effort you need to put into it. Uh, you know, what are the, what's the time and, you know, resource investment that you're going to have to put into it to, to make it happen. So I think I've got a lot from Amy's podcast. Most, most uh, importantly, the, I think it's episode 176. I'll let, I'll let you know once we get mm. off this, um, off this call, but it's uh, still my, I think it's called still my podcast project plan. That is what I used to formulate how we did the podcast, how we created the podcast. And that's ended up being, you know, our, our biggest, um, I suppose, lead generator, you could call it. Um, so, it, I, you know, I knew that I had to create something that would attract our target market and that would help them kind of self-sort. And the podcast seemed like a really great way to do that. And so I listened to that episode and I thought, yep, I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to do that. And that episode really helped me formulate how we, you know, how we, how we do things today. So yeah, it, it is really relevant, but you've got to figure out if it's right, you know, if bits and pieces are right for you and you've got to put everything into something if you're going to, if you're going to give it a go and you're going to start it. Yeah, I love that. So, so many businesses have shiny object syndrome. They jump from one thing to another. They don't stick with something. It sounds like you've sort of grabbed four or five key things, worked out what you can commit to, what your skills are, but also what's going to resonate with your audience as well. And you've run with that. And I think so often, again, the analogy of um, square peg, round hole, so many people take a marketing strategy and go, I'm going to force this to work. I'm just going to force it to work. Um, And if it's not working, don't do it stop or have you given it the due diligence that it needs to actually make it happen or is this a nut again a product market fit issue as well um okay so you mentioned i'm I'm nodding i'm nodding over (laughs) um so you mentioned and this is something that i constantly get i mean i think we're all I mean, none of us are immune to shiny object syndrome. I listen to so many podcasts as well. And I often get to the point that I'm like, I've just had information overload. I need to step back and stop consuming information and actually start taking action. That said, what are some of your favorite podcasts and resources and people you follow outside of Amy Porterfield that you're getting a lot of value out of at the moment? I am always listening to Gary Vee. And I know that's a really, I know that's a really obvious one, but I, I just, I'm, I so believe in so many things he says, and he just gives me a pump up. I don't know. I just love his energy and everything that he says around creating value. Like that is all we focus on. We do not focus on, obviously, you know, there are, there are, we're looking at the numbers and we're, we're keeping really close with that, but we are every single day. It's like, how are we adding value? How are we impacting our community? Um, 
And so I subscribe to a lot of the things that he says. So love Gary V. Um, who else do I, I, I like the, um, the marketing school, uh, Neil Patel and Eric mm-hmm. Sue. Yeah. Um, I like right. they're just really short little snippets. They just get my mind thinking about, you know, oh yeah, we could potentially do this or, you know, little tips and tricks. So I really like them. Um, and Eric Sue's also got another podcast called leveling up, which I really like. Uh, there's another podcast that I like as well called Oh Building a Story Brand. That's one of the one of the go tos, one of my favorites. And you know, recently I have been loving the Tony Robbins podcast. I know I'm saying all these really cliche podcasts, but um, I don't know. I just um, I'm very I think uh, holistic with my life. You know, my health, my family my work, all of it has to kind of be in sync. And I like some of the episodes that he's been bringing out recently, bits and pieces about, you know, grit and how to build that. And um, yeah, that's probably what's on on my list most recently. Yeah, I love that. And do you know what? Don't worry about them being cliche. They're so popular and have built such a name for themselves because they're so good at what they do. So I think everyone should keep that in mind. And personally, I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and Gary V as well. Um, oh, good. <laughs> you are, you are. I sound like you. I'm a bit of a podcast junkie. Again, I just feel like I consume so much information sometimes. Um, talk to me about the early days when you were just getting started, just starting to build sort of traction. Obviously, Marty has had this amazing corporate background and he's got the credibility. But how, I mean, you guys have seen incredible growth. How did you get that momentum online when you were just starting out? Because I can know that it can be really slow going in the early days with actually trying to reach an audience when you're starting from scratch. Absolutely. It is always going to be slow going and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Yes. (laughs) Um, the, um, The podcast was, was how we created momentum, but momentum does take a lot of time to start building. So, you know, in the, in the early days we were having, I don't know, maybe 150 to a hundred listens a week on the podcast. And that was for a long time. That was kind of, you know, four, four months or something like that. Um, and, but the consistency of that, bringing it out every week, telling people to share it, creating downloadable resources that had people going onto our website, consuming more and more and more, that is eventually what created the momentum that got us to where we are now. So we've had almost half a million listens, which is awesome. Wow. Um, I know it's crazy. I mean, I'm, obviously, you know, you've got people like Joe Rogan who are probably getting like a million listens a week, but it's pretty good for us. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, but the, I think the consistency of the podcast and just being, uh, being okay with that slow movement, that's really what built it. And then people were talking about it and sharing it. I'm always saying in the podcast, share this with your friends, share this with a colleague or someone who, you know, who might be going through this or being challenged by this or whatever it is. And yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of how it grew. Oh, fantastic. And I think that comes back to a really core principle when it comes to marketing. Consistency is key. I don't care what you're doing, if you're focusing on social media or, I don't know, outbound sales or your podcast, 
being consistent and taking daily action with it is going to be what gets you moving. If you have one big push and then don't touch it again for two months, then you've lost anything that you've built essentially. It's really, really important. Okay. Like whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're blogging, whether, you know, whatever that is, it's just getting that consistency around. It could be, I'm going to bring out a blog every two weeks. It doesn't have to be a full podcast episode. Like it takes us about 10 hours per episode to, you know, put everything together, make sure that we're, you know, hitting the right points, um, you know, doing the, creating the downloadables, all the, you know, back end of the website and show notes and bits and pieces. Like probably takes us about 10 hours all up, including recording. It's a really big time chunk to be giving one activity, but it's our most important activity. And we know that that is how we give value to our community and, you know, how we also, that's our, that's how people find us. That's how people work with us. So whether it's, you know, the podcast, like what we do, it could be a blog, it could be, you know, you're doing daily Facebook lives or whatever it is, just making sure that that consistency is there and that you're always thinking with every single thing that you put out there, don't do it just to do it. What is someone going to get from this? What is the value that I'm going to give someone through this post, through this blog, through this podcast? Um, You know, having that lens on is going to keep you kind of, you know, in the right direction, I think. Absolutely. And as you said to me as well, what is the big picture? Why are you doing this? What's the strategy behind it? Like, what is the end goal? Um, And I mean, it's something so simple, but you certainly got me thinking. So I feel like we've touched on quite a few, but I mean, do you have any like little juicy marketing tips or something that you've been using lately that you're like, oh, that's a really quick win when it comes to marketing? Any advice? Oh, Quick I know wins. that's so vague. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I would, I would have said, uh, if I hadn't have just gone on that rant, I would have said, just make sure everything that you're putting out is, uh, you know, creating value. Um, Marty and I have this really good saying, um, income follows impact. And so we just, you know, we're always focusing on the impact and the income does come like it just does. If you're just focusing on how am I impacting people, you know, what value am I bringing them? That that's probably a a little bit more vague. I think in terms of, you know, tactical, one of the things that works really well for me that I've been doing for Mm, maybe maybe a year now is um, uh, sending videos, sending personalized videos to people who sign up to our newsletter and our programs and things like that. So I use a program called Bomb Bomb, which uh, is really seamlessly integrated with um, uh, Gmail. And you know, you create this little video, and you know, every single video that I send out is personalized. So it's like, hey, Sonia, you know just seeing you downloaded the career killers ebook really hope you enjoy it uh let me know if you've got any feedback would love to hear back from you and the number of conversations that i can have with our community once i started doing that i don't tenfold 20fold as soon as people saw that i was sending them an actual personalized video that it wasn't you know canned that it wasn't something that everyone got that enabled me to get in these one-on-one conversations with people and actually talked to them about 
What can I cover on the podcast that would help you? What are the things that you're struggling with? And that has helped our content. Like that's formed our content and and what we're putting out there and what we're covering to really help people instead of us guessing. So I I would say bomb bomb is probably my my secret weapon. Um, And it's just such a great way to connect with your community and really hone the content that you're creating. Oh, I love that. You're really taking digital online marketing, which can often be quite impersonal and cold and making it really friendly and that sounds amazing how do you spell it i've just had a google and i cannot find it b-o-m-b b-o-m-b bomb bomb excellent all right i will link to that in the show notes as well um can you think of a time where you've made a really big marketing mistake or you've tried something and you've put all this time into it and it's just been an absolute flop um all the time yeah. <laughs> Good, you're human. Every day. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, this question's a bit funny for me because I I don't think about things in terms of like that was good, that was bad, or that was a mistake, or I nailed that really. I'm I'm very neutral about the things that, that happen within the business. Um, not so much in my personal life, which is interesting. <laughs> my husband will tell you I go from zero to 100 in about a second. But um, <laughs> I, I actually make little mistakes all the time and I'm really comfortable with that. I'm, I'm constantly trying new things. I'm constantly um, just, just giving something a go and, you know, just testing, testing, testing. Um, so I'm actually screwing up all the time. And when you're doing those little things all the time, it kind of um, course corrects you so that you don't actually end up making huge, huge mistakes because you're making all these tiny little mistakes along the way. You just got to make sure that you're not kind of getting down on yourself about, you know, this didn't work or that didn't work or, you know, something hasn't worked again or whatever it is because um, our minds usually go towards the negative they focus on the negative and the worst case scenario in you know over all the good stuff that's happened so I'm I've just kind of taught myself just to go okay that didn't work let's move on so a really good example of that is uh, over January December we were working on the launch for leadership beyond the theory and um, Bamik who is amazing she helps me with all my paid ads we were creating some uh, you know, copy and imagery and stuff for these ads. And we spent quite a lot of time crafting the message and getting, you know, mood boarding and thinking about exactly what we wanted to put out there. Spent maybe, you know, a day actually creating the content. And then we'd been running ads before that. So we had a little bit of an idea of what was working. Anyway, we put these ads out, press play. And after about two days, there was just such little traction like we it was ridiculous it was just not resonating these are facebook ads emma yeah yeah okay and they were just not resonating the way we knew they should because we've we've been running ads prior to that so we kind of have a benchmark and the creative was just wrong the creative just wasn't resonating with the with our community and so i didn't go oh my God, this is terrible, all this time, all this effort, rah, rah. I just said, right, Bamik, we're going to, let's start again. Pull them down, turn them off, and I'm going to spend this afternoon making some new stuff. 
And so I just didn't wallow in it. I just went, all right, I've got to, this is not working. I've got to change it up. So um, I just ended up, you know, having testing more stuff, you know, coming up with some different images and some different bits and pieces that I thought were, um, that would work, but that were different enough from the ones that didn't work. And we put them up that afternoon or that evening. And then we got really great results from them. So I could have just gone, oh my God, all this time and effort that I've spent on this creative and it's all for nothing and I don't know what I'm doing and this is a huge mistake. But instead I just went, yeah, nah, that's not working. Scrap it. Let's try something else. And if that second lot hadn't have worked, I would have just scrapped it and tried something else. Going. So in the end, how many different ad variations or creative concepts did you end up trying? Were you testing, say, like eight or nine different ads at once or had you sort of put all your eggs into one basket and had one ad that was running? No, we lots of variations. Yeah. yeah. So we probably had over January and December, we probably had about, oh, I don't know, 20, 20, 25 different creatives out mm-hmm. there, videos, uh, you know, quotes, uh, carousels, you know, whatever it was, um, you know, it kind of, and then tweaking as we went. So when, when one ad wasn't kind of performing the way we wanted to, we'd turn it off and, you know, let the, let the money go into the ads that were working really well. And we just kept creating more. So we were just, you know, staying really agile and just kind of creating things that were working with, for people. Fantastic. And I think that's, that's the only way that you can make Facebook ads work. I think a lot of the time people think that you put an ad up and you leave it to run and that's it. And there is actually so much involved in the back end with testing and optimizing until you hit a campaign that works. And then once that campaign isn't work, is working, it's not like you can leave that up for six months and expect it to keep working. It's something that's constantly moving and changing. So, so Exactly. And I think that's why you need to be working a lot with your organic content so you know making sure that you're testing what you think you might put in ads with your you know unpaid content and seeing what kind of reactions it's it's getting you know the whatever whatever it is make sure you're making a note of that if something worked really well writing that down and making sure you can come back to it when you're when you're putting your paid ads together and going yeah my people like this or my people click through on this or my people love this podcast episode or you know they love this format that I did it in or or whatever it is do your testing with your unpaid stuff so that when you go into the paid stuff uh, your money's going to be well spent ah so true so true so Emma if people want to find out more about you and your CEO mentor where can they find you Again, what's the podcast called? What's your website? Tell me all the things. Uh, well, they can just go to yeah our website, yourceomentor.com. Um, if they go to yourceomentor.com forward slash freebies, there's a whole bunch of stuff there um, that people can download if they are a leader and they're interested in all things leadership. Um, and our podcast, of course, is called No Bullshit Leadership. So, um that one is pretty easy to find. I think you just type leadership in your search bar and, and it should come up. So, uh, yeah, the the podcast is probably my pride and joy. I think, you know, stay, go, go over there if you're a leader and, and have a listen. And, yeah, anything else that tickles your fancy, you can find on the website. Amazing. Well, Emma, thank you so much for that. I have so many show notes to add in on this. Um, and, yeah, we... I'm so happy to have you on. I think there's a lot of valuable pieces of information in here for all businesses, not just if you're selling online courses. Thanks again. Well, 
Instagram. No, it's been great. Great. Love having chats about marketing. So thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Marketing Solutions Podcast with Sonia McIntyre-Reed. Don't forget to get your hands on our awesome freebies that will get you on your way to marketing success. Head to kissmarketing.com.au forward slash free.